Welcome to Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. This is a podcast where you follow the musical journey of an amateur piano player who is striving to play advanced level works one day, specifically Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, which is where the podcast gets its name. Every week we break down one of the pieces that I encounter along the road to this goal, ranging from the 18th century all the way up to modern day. We'll explore the history surrounding the work, examine the music within, and hopefully we all walk away a little bit more informed and appreciative of classical music. This is episode 21.2, the second episode in a series where we are exploring a work by Hungarian composer Bela Bartok, which was based off of his travels in Transylvania, capturing hundreds of Romanian folk songs on his Edison phonograph. Bartok spent a majority of his compositional career immortalizing European folk songs by delivering them to the masses on a sophisticated silver platter. He would take the raw, gritty music from village musicians and refine these melodies into classical art fit for concert halls. The work we're exploring in this series is Bartok's Romanian folk dances, a set of six dances based on those Transylvanian folk songs. Last week, we heard number one, stick dance, and number two, sash dance. This week, we're going to continue our discussion with the next two pieces, which serve as the slower, more emotional heart of the work. The title of the third dance in the set translates to In One Spot. Similar to the second dance that we heard last week, this dance also comes from the village of Egris. This dance is not only slower in tempo than the ones we've heard so far, but also darker in tone. Bartok heard this melody from a flute player, who was trying to recreate a Middle Eastern sound. The dance revolves around a single-voiced melody line that snakes around a peculiar-sounding modal scale, and it's accompanied by simple dance movements of standing in one place while stomping the foot staying true to the name, in one spot. If you find that you have trouble remembering the steps of the Macarena or the electric slide, then perhaps this is the dance for you. And I chose that verb, snakes around, intentionally, because this melody reminds me of a snake charmer, with the flute in hand, trying to lull a cobra into submission. Snake charming has significantly declined globally in our modern era, but it would have been widely practiced during the time Bartok wrote this piece, all the way from North Africa to the Middle East to Southeast Asia. One of the major nails in the snake charmer coffin was when the Wildlife Protection Act passed in India in 1972. This law prohibited the ownership of snakes, and for good reason. The venomous snakes used in these street acts were not treated very well. The snake charmers used a variety of methods to protect themselves from these deadly creatures and to make them appear docile. Dehydrating them, defanging them, removing their venom glands, feeding them herbs that paralyzed their jaw muscles, and they even sewed their mouths shut so that only their tongues could escape. While I may share Indiana Jones's healthy serpentine fear, I'm not sorry to see that this ethically dubious tradition has dissipated over the years. 
The melody of this dance is rooted in the B Aeolian mode. Last week, we talked about the Ionian mode, being equivalent to what we now call the major scale. And the Aeolian mode is also one of the modes that we commonly use in modern music, as it's equivalent to the natural minor scale. So instead of starting on the first degree of the D major scale, we start with the sixth instead, making it B Aeolian mode or B natural minor. But you're probably thinking that this B natural minor scale doesn't sound all that exotic. And Bartok would actually agree with you. So in order to add an Arabic flavor to the sound, Bartok raises the second degree of the original Ionian scale by a half step, which is a musical lift that we call augmentation. So let's hear this B Aeolian scale one more time with that augmented second, giving it that Middle Eastern influence. And that's what makes this piece sonically intriguing and gives it its character. The melody weaves in and out across this unique scale and is given room to breathe with sparse accompaniment by the left hand. This is a raw, bare-bones imitation of a flute player, and it thrives on atmosphere instead of technical virtuosity. This is the third dance from Bartok's Romanian folk dances, titled in one spot. The fourth dance comes from the Romanian district of Buxum, giving it the aptly named title, Dance from Buxum. <laughs> this is the only dance written in 3-4 time. The other five are written in 2-4. So it has an almost minuet-like quality to it that sets it apart rhythmically from the other dances in this work. The melody comes from an expressive violinist, and even though the original folk song was quicker in tempo, Bartok made a decision to slow things down, to milk the expressive quality in this work. And to great effect, in my opinion. This is actually my favorite of all the six dances. While it may not be the most showy or immediately sensational, it's the emotional core of this work. 
And while I recognize and appreciate that these dances were written by Bartok for solo piano, I'm going to make a blasphemous statement on this podcast and admit that I believe this piece works best with violin and piano. The voicing of the violin really draws the history behind this folk song and provides a channel to the Romanian countryside, which was Bartok's intended goal all along. Here, have a listen. never fails to give me a chill down my spine. Like dance number three, Bartok utilizes a rare scale to give the dance a unique sound. This time around, he uses something called the A Phrygian dominant. This is a modal scale that, instead of being based on a major scale, utilizes the harmonic minor scale as its starting point. So we're going to start with a D harmonic minor scale. But instead of starting on the D, we're going to move up to the fifth note, or the A, as a starting point. And that gives us A Phrygian dominant, which is a very cool sound. This scale is the foundation of a soundscape, of a violinist playing an expressive melody in the Romanian mountains. This is the fourth dance from Bartok's Romanian folk dances, titled Dance from Buxom. Well, now that we've heard the heart of the piece, next week we're going to take things up a notch for the grand finale. The final two dances keep these unique Romanian modal sounds, but they're going to kick up the tempo and the volume. Don't miss it. You can find the standalone recordings of the pieces we discussed today directly in the podcast feed. Check out Piano Rhapsody on SoundCloud for all of the tracks heard on this podcast and more. You can find me on Twitter, 
at Piano Rhapsody, or email me at pianorhapsodypodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, the best way to support the podcast is to hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher and consider rating or reviewing. It's the easiest way to never miss a new episode, and it helps the podcast gain more visibility. Thanks as always for your time and your ears. And remember, the piano keys are black and white, but they sound like a million colors in your mind.